This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello, dreamers, and welcome to the Dreamers Disease podcast with myself, Alex Manzi. And this is the podcast where we aim to inspire you to become the best version of yourself through hearing the stories of inspirational people who are out in the world following their passions and dreams because it's the disease of dreaming and not doing that causes us to live unhappy lives. So we try to gain some wisdom and motivation and learn some of the life lessons from each guest that you can then go and apply to your day-to-day life. So on this week's episode, I'm joined by Shoka, who is a recording artist and an all-round sharer of positive vibes. If you're not following him on Instagram, I suggest you go and do it. It's Shoka underscore artist. He's just positive vibes all around. And he's been talking a lot about the importance of self-love recently and finding himself sectioned in a mental health hospital and how that kind of affected him on the three separate occasions that he ended up there. And in this chat, we kind of talk about, you know, from riding on a real high of having a record deal with his, his rap group Marvel to then having that taken away and the spiral that followed and ended up with him being in, in the hospital. And Shocker talks very openly about the whole experience. We also spoke about his connection through music, the time he met Drake, which is a great story, his experience of being in the hospital and how that was and how he dealt with it at the time. And me and Shocks also discuss how depression feels when you're in it and we go quiet. We try to go a bit deep so you can kind of get an understanding of the feelings of it. He also shares his key principles to live in a fulfilling life, which is very, very cool. He even drops us a positivity freestyle exclusively for the podcast, which is amazing. So before we jump in, I just want to thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. And if you want more daily inspiration, then you can follow me at I am Alex Manzi on Instagram. But without any further ado, let's jump straight in and hear from Shoka. So how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. Um, it's good that I can say it's going good because there was a period of my life where I actually couldn't say that. Or when yeah. I did say that, like I didn't mean yeah. it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was just saying it, hoping that like, you know, it is. But I'm actually in a space now that I can say that like it's things are looking up like things are just I was just saying it to a girl just now on um on my Instagram because I just put up a mad story that was talking about yeah. <laughs> and she's just messaging me and um I was just saying like things are just lining up for me man mm. in a good way so we'll, we'll come like back to you know the days when you couldn't say that you're feeling good but like yeah. what's been different like in the last yeah, like why why do you think everything's starting to line up for you like that? Um I think I'm just staying true to what I believe and what I wanna do. Mm-hmm. And I felt like if you know about my Marvel days, not even just to skip right into it, but fuck it, let's just go into it. But like there was a period near in the end period where like we weren't staying true anymore. Mm. We was just trying to get our foot in any way and anyhow. And I think I learned from that situation. And I said, you know what, when I do my solo career, if I do my solo career, because there's a point where I never thought I was going to do this. Like, I didn't think I was ready, like, because I've never stood on my own before. Mm. This is a first. Like, I was in a group of three. It was me, Double S and Vertex. Vertex was a cameraman before Marvel. Mm. He made um, Tinchy Strider's... Um, Mainstream Money. I don't know if you remember that song. Yeah, did it? Did he, he shot make, that oh, video? Wow, I didn't know. He that. shot Mainstream Money. Oh wow! And um, he shot Oopsie Daisy. Yeah, yeah. He shot most of Chip's big ones. Chip oh. did he chip. So like he stood on his own. So he's 
done things on his own yeah. before. And then Double S had a big grime song from Day back in the day, and he stood on his own. I'm the only one that's always been in like different groups. Yeah, I've always been in like, and even if I didn't want to, like people's always recruited me. Oh, Shock is sick, man. He should be in the clique. Do you know what I mean? I've never stood on my own before. I've never done something by myself. Mm. And to even to make it even worse, I'm my only child. So like my mum babied me on top of everything. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, this is the first time in my life, my 30 years of existence, where I've actually done things by myself Mm. and I've making this name, I make it for myself, by myself and putting in the work and it just feels amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, man. It's like, do you know what? There's so many weird, not like, direct similarities but there are similarities between like my story and your story because like even what you just said there about the first thing doing by yourself and standing up on your own like this podcast was it for me because I always had like a music blog with my mates and then we had a club night and then I was always doing like stuff with other people Mm -hmm. or in collaboration with other people I never did like a project for myself Mm -hmm. that I really was like cared about and passionate about and it's just like like you said, man, it's just, you can just smile every day it's and just be beautiful, like... It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful, like... Because I feel like it's weird, like... Because I've accomplished so much in my life. Like, I've done so much, but, like... It's always felt shared. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's always felt like... And there's nothing wrong with that. Everything's a team effort. You've got your team here right now. Everything's yeah, yeah. a team effort. But I've never felt like I've done something. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, like, self-love is a big... Like, me... um. <coughs> signing that deal that was huge for me yeah. do you know what I mean you can imagine me always being in all these different situations I never thought I would be at the table was there Must- a sense of like I can do it yes like, this is like it's like I'm worthy of it yes yeah. that's exactly how I felt I felt like I felt like if there was any moment to make me believe in myself it was that moment I felt like yeah I can do it and I've never felt that before. Yeah. Like I was so close to not doing my solo career after because I felt like no one wanted to hear what I had to say. Yeah. Or like, where am I even going to start or can I even do it? Yeah. But then, yeah, everything just came to everything just yeah. came together. But what's amazing now is how you've like, you've found like a completely different lane of your own. Yeah. That you, like you said, you can make your own thing. And that's, I think you can see the power in it. Like the stuff that you make, like the videos you put out on Instagram, the type of music you're making. And it's like such a long way from the Marvel days, which yeah. was like grime at its like core, basically. Yeah. So I like, get messages like that all the yeah. time. Like old school Marvel fans have been finding me on Instagram and they're like, bro, you just look different. Yeah. Your hair's changed. I mean, you've grown, but they appreciate it though. And they're on the journey and it's sick, man. Like I'm just getting all of them. Cause I felt like when we was doing Marvel, that was like, the soundtrack to your youth. Mm. Like they all message me and say, yo, Marvel reminds me, takes me back to college. And when I first heard Marvel FM, now what I'm doing now, I want it to be like the soundtrack to like your adulthood. Mm. Like when you have a child and when you get married and when you're going through depression and Mm. anxieties. And I want people to message me like 20 years from now and say that like, oh, when I I got married to your song or you help me beat depression or just stuff we go through in adulthood. I want to be like the soundtrack in yeah. that journey. What, what, what's that music for you? Like who are the artists that have kind of played that role in your life? Kendrick and J. Cole. Everyone knows this. 
Like, you hear, I scream it out on my Instagram all the time. Them two are like my heroes. Like, I am going to meet them. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I know the universe is working on it as we speak. I will meet them and I will tell them that you guys, yeah, your bodies of work, what you brought to the world, found its way to me and inspired her. When I heard Section 80 for the first time, have you heard Section 80? Yeah. <sighs> wow. <laughs> When I heard Section 80 for the first time, someone was like, because I went through a period in my life where I was going through like a spiritual awakening kind of phase. Yeah. I think we all go through it and ever, yeah. a lot of people are going through it now where like your whole world collapses and like people start introducing you to books and like different concepts. And like, I was going through that phase, but I never had the music to be the soundtrack to that phase. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? You know yeah. when you go through a period, you've always got yeah. music that's like the soundtrack. I never had a soundtrack to it. Someone was like, yo, my friend Limit was at Shocks. You need to listen to Kendrick Lamar Section 80. And I listened to it and I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> the way he just put the whole body of work together and like, and it inspired me. And I was like, I want to do something like that for my generation. Mm. And I felt like what he's got in him, I've got in me. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have been affected by his work that project of that body of work like that if I never had that in me because there's other I've got friends that I talked to about section 80 and they couldn't give a fuck yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean so it means it wasn't for them it hit me like that for a reason yeah. because something's in me so yeah I just I just been on that journey ever since so yeah I owe it to Kendrick and J. Cole yeah. definitely M like mad again like J. Cole for me like Friday Friday Night Live Lies, man mate <sighs> that mixtape is so I still listen to it now like probably every other week yeah, easily. Totally and then the other one the for me, up. yeah, the warm up. The other yeah. one for me was um, Chance the Rapper, Acid Rap. I haven't really got into him. I listened yeah. to his um, what was his album? Uh, the one that had lessons on it. That was amazing. Was a great album. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like that. He he was the one as well. Cause like I just got this sense of like whenever I listened to his tunes, I just felt good. Mm -hmm. And I'm not like someone who will like overly listen to lyrics and deconstruct the tune. I'll catch a vibe off of a tune or an album or a mixtape. And it's just, that just got me. That fr Friday Night Lights and Acid Rap, they both just got me. And yeah. ever since then, I've been like the biggest fan of both. Because like, they, they embody everything that I want as like, a con that's how I put together Conscious Crud. Because mm -hmm. I feel like that's what we are. Like we've got a conscious side to us. We all have a side to us where we want to know more and we want to read into things and we want to educate ourselves. Then we've all got a crud side as well where like we party and we fuck girls and mm. we smoke and we drink and we do. And I was like, yo, I've got to put them both together because they're both sides of me. And it's like, that's what I loved about J. Cole and Kendrick. I felt like I could sit down and have a pod. You can sit down and have a podcast with J. Cole. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and just yeah. have a normal 100%. conversation. Whereas like, I'm not taking nothing away from like a Carla and Low Key and Mike Righteous and that. Nothing away. I think they're, a Carla, he's an amazing human yeah, being. Like, unreal. This is unreal and stupid. But like, they didn't give me that, how do I put it? They didn't give me that human in their music. Yeah, it was yeah. like a bit too intelligent. Didn't have that like connection. That connection. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's the only thing I just want to say. Apart from that, like, they're amazing mm. and they do connect with people and they do sell out shows. But just for me, I didn't feel that like, I felt like it was a bit, do you know what I mean? I didn't feel that. Whereas Kendrick gave me that. Yeah. Like, I felt like, wow. 
this could be my brother. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like I knew him after his body of work. Like, I know his mum, even Good Kid Mad City, his mum yeah. and dad's are, he's on the album. Yeah. They're on the skits. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, I took that. I took that from them and I was like, all right, cool. When I do my solo career, I want to give a piece of myself as well. Like I want to be open and I want to let people into my world and I want people to feel like they know me. Mm. Same way I feel like I know them and that's important because mm. I feel like for anyone to get dressed and come to your show, that's a big thing. They've got to take time off work. They've got to save up money for the tickets, parking spaces. So it's like, you're not going to go and do that for someone you don't feel like you know. Do you know what I mean? I was watching, um, you know, Jacob's got Dollar in a Dream. Yeah. And he does like little shows for a dollar and that. Yeah. And I was watching the um, blogs he did on it on YouTube. And like they're in a queue for, for like hours. hours yeah. And it's like, why would you do that? Certain people won't even wait up for their friend. <laughs> when their friend's like, yo, wait for me for 10 minutes and I'm going. <laughs> so it's like for you to do that for like a stranger, like you've got to let them in and you've got to connect. Yeah. And you've got to have that connection, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Do you know what I've got? Ugh, I'm gonna, this is going to probably annoy you, but I've got the maddest J. Cole story. So like when, when I was working at One Extra, because I, I used to do the social media and I was kind of like on the playlist team, it was around when, what album was it? 2014, Forest Hill Drives came out. Mm -hmm. J. Cole came into the office to play the album to like a handful of people. And it was like me, J. Cole, uh, Semtex, and then like three other people, like someone from his label and like two other people, Austin and someone else at One Extra, I can't remember. And he was just like breaking down the, the tracks, the, the songs, the lyrics. And I was just sat there, like had that feeling of like, <laughs> like I feel like he, like I just feel like he's my mate. I yeah. Feel like, I feel like we, like we could just go out and yeah. hang out and chill. And it's just, there, there was that like, le probably not from his side, but from my side, yep. there was that definite level of like connection. connection yeah. It's madness, isn't it? It's fucking crazy. And That's a crazy experience, by the way. Mate, I was unreal. Literally, I was buzzing for about a week after that. For some, like, like I said, it was an artist who I would have put him easily in my top three mm -hmm. to be sat there in front of me as a Breaking massive his album. Like, especially like Which before went on anyone to be had heard basically it. Basically, one of his most successful albums. Exactly. It was mad. It was mad. And he, he even played some songs that didn't make it onto the album as well. That's fucking sick. That was, that was the best bit. I was like, oh my God, this is too much. Um, but yeah, so like from... From your side of things, like from the Marvel days to like where you are now, mm -hmm. you've had like extreme highs, extreme lows mm -hmm. and back again. Mm -hmm. um, so can you just like talk us through your journey of like the, the, the Marvel days and then into those days that you mentioned earlier where you, it wasn't so good. you couldn't say that it was good yeah. to like how you have ended up where you are now? Um, the Marvel days, it was special. I didn't realise how special it was at the time because I was in it and I was in the whole whirlwind of it. Mm. But it's only now I'm looking back at the journey and because like, everything's documented on YouTube, thank God. Yeah. So like, it's only now I'm looking back at everything on YouTube and I'm like, that was fucking epic. Like, we did a Westwood freestyle with Gets and Rips. I don't know if you saw mm, that. No, I think I remember it. I think I remember it. That's like a classic freestyle in our scene. Mm. I remember Stormzy. It's only now I know it's Stormzy, mm. but Stormzy tweeting us mm. saying, yo, that set's fucking sick and we ignored it. We didn't know who he was. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. it's a random tweet. And it's like, and it's like, even the love that other artists show me. Like I saw Stormzy recently. I don't know if you saw me post that clip up on my Instagram yeah. when I saw Stormzy and he came up to me. He was like, yo, shucks. And it's like just so much love. Like we proper built like a concrete, like the legacy so strong. So like the Marvel days, like it was, it was, 
And what we was doing as well was so courageous. I didn't realise at the time that like we was three British black boys mm. trying to crack through to the mainstream. We still haven't had a group like that now. We still haven't seen our replacement. Yeah, I haven't seen a group like us. I've seen like Western, which are like, but they're not like us. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, not, it's not like grime. It's like, not like grime, rapping, exactly. black from yeah. Tottenham. So it's like we was really like going against the grain. And like, we really pushed it and we did some amazing things. Like we met Drake early, mm. like early. We didn't even mm. like, that was crazy. We met him at Metropolis yeah. Studios because Metropolis Studios brings artists in from America. That's where they go to record. And we was walking outside the studio and someone was sitting down having a cigarette. And I looked at him and I was like, nah, it can't be him. He's like, that's Drake. And we went back and was like, yo, Drake. He was like, yo, what up, man? <laughs> And we was like, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm writing with Rihanna. He was like, oh, Rihanna's in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was like, I'm writing with Rihanna. And then um, we did something so funny. When we all got back in the building, he was playing like table tennis. They got like a table tennis ring. Mm. And they had like computers. So we used to, we ran into the office with the computers, typed his name, looked at it, ran back out to see if it's really him, <laughs> looked on the computer again, ran back out and was like, yeah, it's actually Drake. Wow. And then like um, 40, you know, his engineer. Yeah, yeah. He came up to us and he was like, I need to get some weed. We haven't had no weed since we've been here. So we got him some weed. <laughs> and then he was like, what can I do for him? He was like, yo, can we meet Drake? And then he took us in the studio and then we got the footage. That's how he saw the footage. Yeah, like Marvel yeah. Boys, Drake, yeah. 5 a.m. in the morning. Then we got the footage. And then we met Rihanna as well. Rihanna was in the building. Like she used to leave in like her nightgown, like, cause we used to stay there really late. Yeah. And she used to leave and be like, bye everyone, see y'all tomorrow. Wow. And like, it was crazy. Like it was, it was, it was sick. So yeah, we had all them highs, man. Like Marvel, the mixtapes, Marvel from one, two, three, four, five. Like we won mixtape awards for it. Best video, obviously Vertus was a director, so it was cheating, it wasn't <laughs> fair. But we won best video, best song, best mixtape. It was amazing. And then, the epic decline, mm. like towards the end of Marvel, um, we signed to a label called Risky Roads and they decided that after we put out our single, we know, they decided that they didn't want to release no more music of us anymore. Mm. And it was at the peak. Wow. Like everyone in the industry was telling us, yo, you need to come back again. This is not the time to like disappear. Yes, your first single didn't do well, but come back with the next one and be consistent. But they got cold feet and they didn't want to um, drop any more music. They and what was like going through your all three of you heads at that at that moment in time? It was like it was we just thought it was fucked. Mm. Like that was like the beginning of the decline. Like, and then the label dropped us, and then we had to pick ourselves back up from there. And then I just went on a whole downward spiral from that point on mm. like um and how old were you at this point how old was i i was like 20 mm, wow about 19 still 20. like young 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 and so like, for you 20 year olds out there you're young yeah for you 20 year olds out there you're really young but i was like 19 20 and it's like i was at a point in my life because it's like my breakdown was so random Looking back on it now, I see like, because hindsight's a beautiful thing. So looking back at it now, I see like the steps of what could have triggered me. But it was, it was ran, it wasn't like bait and obvious, yeah. but like. To you at the time, it to felt To me at random. the time, yeah, it felt random. It wasn't bait and obvious, yeah. but like. So what, what were the steps then that kind of 
you've seen now that I led you to that point? I think the pressure I was going through, I didn't know how to deal with it. Like you can imagine I was young and I wasn't as aware I am now, as aware as I am now. Mm. I'm confident in myself now. I know who I am and I can handle certain things. Them times, I was still like ego driven. So I was still like thinking about what the world thinks and like, oh my God, I've lost my deal. And like, I'm back in the area. Was it, obviously we're still in the area, but I mean like everyone knows and like, do you know what I mean? Like I've got no money and like, it was just, I was just in a fucked up place, man. Mm. I was just in a fucked up place. And then, and at the same time, I was learning new things as well. Like what I was saying to you, it was all around the period of that awakening that I was going through. Yeah. It was all around that same period. And it was around two, end of 2011, 2012. And it's like, I was learning so much things. And it's like, every interview I get asked about what happened, I always use the same analogy of it's like, our minds are like computers mm. and they've got different programs on them. And it's like, if you overload the computer, it can crash. And that's what happened to my mind, basically. Like, the computer crashed. Mm. It was just an overload. Like, there was so much stuff going on back to back to back. And then, like, yeah, I came home one day and I was just screaming and shouting. And then, luckily for me, my uncle that was staying at my house was a doctor in Nigeria. Mm. So, he sees things like this all the time. So he came downstairs while I was going for my break and told my mum, we need to get him to the hospital. He's having a, he's having an episode right now. So like, um, ambulance came for me, took me to the hospital. I didn't even realise I was sectioned at the time. I just thought, I didn't know what to think. Yeah. It's only in the morning when I tried to go home. And it was like, you're not going yeah, anywhere. Wow. That I realised, oh, fuck. Yeah. And how was that when you, when you realised that? That was fucking, that was shocking as well. No pun intended, but that was like, that was like, that was scary as well. Like, that was scary. Um, but being in hospital, because I went to hospital three times. Three times, wow. Three times. Yeah. That was the From, first Like time. three separate. Three separate occasions. And how long was that kind of period of time? The first time I went was for five days. Yeah. The second and third time was like 28 days, so nearly wow. a month. And how far apart were they? Two years apart. All So two, 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 or in two years they all three no happened. two two years oh, wow. so like it's like a four year period. it got scary like every two years it's like oh fuck yeah <laughs> so i mean i might relapse again like mm. this is the first period not even to jinx it please yeah. that it's been like two three years that i've been good but it's like but i i'm kind of looking back on it now i kind of know why i kept relapsing because mm. like i didn't accept it within myself number one and number two like i kept coming off my medication everyone that's going through um, mental health stuff and they're putting in your medication trust me listen to me kids adults listen to me take your meds man it's important mm. I don't know for everyone certain people react to medication differently but for me I realised that it's extremely important and I kept coming off it and every time I came off it I had a breakdown yeah so it's like um, but yeah it's, it's it's a scary experience man being in hospital, like, I can't even begin to describe it. Mm. Like, there was points where I was having nightmares back to back. Wow. Because I was so traumatised. But you can imagine, though, like, but it's weird because it's like, for me, it was traumatising. But I met certain patients in there where it was like heaven for them. Mm. So I don't know how they was living before. Because I met a patient in there and he was like, this is like heaven for me. 
from where they took me from and he got this room and like so I don't know what state he was in before but for me like it was so it was so traumatizing like um but was it traumatizing because of the experience of it or because you couldn't accept what was happening to you both mm. both I couldn't accept what was happening and the experience was like fuck mm. I'm in a mental health hospital. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was just with Drake. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was just yeah. with Rihanna. Like, I'm a star. Mm. Like, now I've got to explain this in interviews and I've got to go out and meet people. This is now part of my life now. This gets asked in every... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking about all those things. That's a lot to take on, you know? Mm. That's a lot to take on. Like, people, like, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but people kill themselves for less yeah. than that do you know what I mean and I've been at that brink so that was a lot to take on so um, but yeah just being in there was just fucking it was it was crazy man like they shine like the last hospital I was in they shine like a torch in your room at like two in the morning mm. just to see if you're still alive or if you're still in yeah. wow. and I remember the torch coming I was just like what the fuck is this yeah. like and you ain't got no locks in your doors obviously just in case you might lock yourself in and commit suicide mm. like did they take like so basically I had a friend who was in a very similar situation mm-hmm. many years ago and they, he, I remember him telling me they took like his belts and they took yeah, like all of that. shoelaces yeah, all and of that. everything your so, sprays and everything yeah. yeah and they put it in yeah all of that yeah he's right it's facts and um, yeah man and when your friends come to visit you and your parents come to visit you and it's like after they leave, like you can't leave with them. Mm. Or like sometimes you get like an hour leave back into society. So you get to go out for like an hour. You get to go out for like an hour and like, when you're out, everything's so strange at first. Like, because you don't get to go out in there. You're literally in one place, like literally doing nothing. So when you go out, everything's so strange and then your mum brings you back and then she leaves and like, it's just fucking, it was a, yo, fucking hell. What, and what sort of things like were you doing while you were in the hospital? Like you weren't obviously just locked in a room all day, or well, not locked in, but in a room all day. Were there like you know therapy sessions or group classes or there was group, activities? They've or, got activities and group classes and therapy sessions, but like I wasn't on that. Mm. I went. I was just trying to keep myself to myself. Why? I don't know. Like I don't know. I think that was another part of acceptance. That's why you said that, that's important what you said because I wasn't accepting that I was in that situation. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing no like. The last hospital I went to, I think that's the hospital that I became, I accepted everything, I made peace because like I was talking to, but prior to that, the other two times, I didn't talk to nobody. Really? I just kept myself to myself. But the last time I was talking to people, busting jokes, mm. killing people at table tennis. Like <laughs> I'm known as a table tennis legend in there. <laughs> I was killing people at table tennis. So like, um, yeah, it was completely different that time. But yeah, most of the other times I don't really interact and shit. Yeah. I suppose it's like, because I've got a thing that I always talk about is like three principles of recognize, accept and grow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first, the first thing is you have to recognize where you are or what feeling you're having or what the emotion is or wherever it is or how someone has said something to you and how you've reacted to it. You have to recognize, wherever it is, you have to recognize it. Once you recognize it, the next step is to accept it. Mm-hmm. If, and if you can't accept it and let it just pass or you've got, you let your ego get in the way or you cause that friction in yourself, then 
you have that situation where you, you found yourself in where you can't get past it. Yeah. So you're stuck at this acceptance level. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's almost like a video game. Like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. stuck at the acceptance level yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can't complete it yeah. until you fully allow yourself to accept that it's okay to have these feelings. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be in this hospital. Mm -hmm. It's okay for what that person said to annoy me. Mm -hmm. But the more attention you give to the actual thing, the harder it is to accept it because you create the friction of like, no, but I don't want to feel like that. I yeah. don't want to be here. I don't. And then once you do recognize and you do pass accept, you get to that's, growth. that's when you get to growth. Definitely. And that's where you allow yourself the time and the space to grow. Definitely. And I think that's like, what you said there is so powerful. Like the first two times you couldn't accept it. And then the third time you were in the hospital, you could accept that you were there. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's probably no coincidence off the back of that you're in the position where you are now. You yeah, know? exactly. Everything just clicked after that. Everything just started happening. Mm. So yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but when when you were in like the lowest of the low, mm -hmm. can you describe how that feels in terms of like how depression felt? It's like <laughs> it's just you just could. Just, <sighs> you wake up every day with like the same thought of not wanting to be here. Mm. It's just the same thing. It's like, me and my friend talk about it because my friend went through a similar situation. He didn't go to hospital, but he went through a really like dark, depressing period. And we spoke about it. It was like, it felt like every day you're living the same life over mm. and over again. The same thing, the same depressing thoughts. Like it's, it's terrible, bro. Mm. When I was at my lowest, it was terrible, bro. Especially being in hospital. That's like the worst, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because you can be at your lowest at home in your yeah. bedroom. I'm at my lowest in hospital. So it's like, yeah, it's, I wish I can articulate it more. Yeah. What, like, a bit more. So I want to try and build a picture basically for people who, you know, people hear about depression and they hear yeah. about mental health issues and they assume that everything's kind of put in the same pool. Yeah. And it's not like everything's so kind of A, individual and B, specific to what it is you're going through because there's such a broad scope of things that come under the kind mm -hmm. of mental health banner or whatever you want to call it but like so for me so like when I was going through my thing yeah like <coughs> again same thing obviously I, 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 I wasn't in a hospital so I wasn't having those like feelings of I'm here like this is like what the fuck kind of thing but it, it it was like a the only way I can describe it is like a numbness mm. like a numbness of waking up and just feeling like what's the point yeah and just everything just feels numb like you don't you can't allow yourself to be sad you yeah. can't allow yourself to be happy you can't allow yourself to you can't allow yourself to do anything you just like and this like just f it's just flat <laughs> it's just like yeah. like flat it's like imagine like a picture there's, there's two ways I can describe it. So it's A, imagine a picture that's full of color, but all of the vibrancy and all of the color has been sucked out of it. So it's not quite black and white, yeah. but it's just flat. Yeah. And it's just lost all of its niceness. It felt like that. Yeah. And the other way to describe it is like Space Jam, when, you know, when like the Space Jam monsters come along and they take like the, I don't know, like the powers out of the basketball yeah, yeah. players and they just left like these like, <laughs> yeah. almost like zombie type things. Mm -hmm. That's, it felt like that. It felt yeah. like something had sucked it all out. Mm -hmm. Like, but for you, was was the feeling similar or was there like other feelings associated to it? 
and how how deep did it go in terms of like your thought pattern like what was the kind of things that you're putting yourself through in your own mind um it was similar to what you're saying about especially the space jam reference <laughs> about it being sucked out of you because that's what my friends were saying to me my friends were saying like when we came to visit you well not all my friends one of them that used to see me a lot was like it's like there's no life in you mm. and i'm a vibrant person you can mm, tell like, yeah. i'm slouched on the couch like i'm always smiling so they've never seen me like that this is the complete contrast like i like if you had saw me you would never recognize me the way i was like still trying to smile here and there but like you can tell I was down, like I was defeated, like something was really going on in my mental. So I was like, um, and the thoughts I was having was just things not making sense. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know that the answers to all my all my problems and everything was going to come after with time. I was going to stumble across the right books. I was going to give me information. I was going to stumble across. I've learned so much off the internet. Like it's ridiculous. I don't know if people are using the internet the way I use the internet, but fucking hell, bruv. This internet era is amazing. Like even the people I follow on Instagram, I got some beautiful mentors that I probably never will meet face to face in mm. person. That's taught me so much. And I didn't have that at that time. No one wasn't talking about mental health when I, in 2011, no. 12, when I was going through it. It was completely foreign and alien at the time. No one was talking about it. So you can imagine, I was just in this weird space where I can't really open up to my friends. I can't really talk about it. Now it's different. We're having podcasts. If I go on Twitter and I type in depression, you see like a whole conversation yeah. I can join into. Like now it's a beautiful thing, but at that time it wasn't. But yeah, I think I just went off on one. <laughs> yeah. And so then what changed? What what got you to that point of acceptance the third time round? Um, what got me to the point of acceptance the third time round? I think I was looking at the patterns. I started, because I'm, I'm a proper introspective person, you can tell, like, I'm really in my head and I mm. notice things and I was looking at the pattern. I was like, yo, like, every time we do this, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know if people do that, but it's important to do that and really study yourself and know what you do. Some people do stuff and they don't even know what they're doing it. But like, I will clock. So I was clocking, I was like, yo, every time you do this, this happens to you and you're fucking up here and you're fucking up there. So I was like, nah, let me change this. Let me stay on medication and see what happens. Because I keep, and let me listen to what they're saying. Because the doctors say to you, come off gradually. Mm. That's how you're meant to come. Like not just cut it. Not yeah. just cut it. So I was like, let me listen. So I just took my, I just took my own advice and just corrected things I was doing wrong, and yeah, things just got better. And they've stayed. Are you still on the medication now? I'm still on it now. Yeah. yeah. What was the kind of <coughs> what were the things that you learned along the way? Like you mentioned books. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. What what kind of learnings have there been from the books, from what you've seen online, from, you know, the conversations that you, like you said, you now hear amongst other people? Mm. Um, there was a book from Louise Hay. I've been mentioning it a lot. Yeah. And that that's what's inspired the self-love song. And like, the book's called You Can Heal Your Life. And like, that book just fucked me up because it's like, obviously we throw around the word self-love. It's like a catchphrase. Like everyone says it. Yeah, you got to love yourself. But I don't think we know how deep, yeah. do you know what I mean? And the extent that you have to love yourself too. And like this book, every excuse I had for not loving myself, she was just breaking them apart. 
like I'm not loving myself because I don't know I'm a failure or because my mum said this to me as a kid or she actually shows you the excuses you're about to come up yeah, with yeah. in the book that's what fucked me up that's when I was like alright cool you're amazing because she showed me like every excuse I'm about to come up with and she told me that like, it's completely irrelevant you can start loving yourself today and you can change those thoughts today and you can heal yourself today and like you know, like there's some books they tell you to read and then read again slower. Yeah. You yeah. know, you always hear that. Yeah. I did that with that book. Like yeah. I read the whole thing and then went back, read it again slower and it just kept making more sense. And I love books that's got exercises to it. Yeah. Because I like to do stuff practically. So I love books that's like, that will tell you, try this and try that. So I was following her exercise and just doing it. And like shit just started clicking and started making sense. Mm. Any, any other books that have had that impact on you? Um, there was this one book, I don't know what the name of it's called. It's got like an African name to it, it's a weird name. Mm. But like even the story behind the book's crazy. Mm. My friend gave me the book and then I went somewhere with someone and they told me I got to meet this singer and I was prolonging it for ages. I, was, yeah. I don't want to meet him. And then something happened and we ended up meeting each other and I went to his house and we was just talking, getting to know each other. And he was like, what are you reading at the moment? And I told him what I'm reading. He's like, my dad wrote that book. No. He said, my dad wrote the book. No. And I was like, you are officially my guy. Now you're my guy. Wow. And then we spoke even more. So, but I forgot what the book's called. I think it's called 200, I forgot, something Human Principles. And it's just had like different principles that you should go by and like different steps. And like, it was just an amazing book. And that was the first book that really like, basically, there's like, you know, like when you get a computer game, yeah, it comes with an instruction booklet. Yeah, yeah. This is how you play the game. When you get to this level, <laughs> You might get stuck and you go back to the instruction booklet and you see, this is a game of life, bro. Mm. And I felt like it's kind of fucked that like, we go through the whole educational system and like they don't teach us anything no, about no. this human body, about how the mind works, how to play this game, how to operate. So it's like, the only thing I can see that's distinctively changed within me now and the Kenneth and the Shocker from before is that I understand the rules of the game. Mm. That's the only thing that's changed. It's like I understand how the game works so I can like conduct myself better and I can co-create the reality I want to create now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Instead of feeling like I'm affect to like everything that's happening in life, I can like maneuver myself and that's the only thing that's different. And that's what I'm trying to do with my music. Yeah. And I think that's why people's gravitating to the music so much and everyone's connecting because all I'm doing is just putting the keys and the codes out there in the yeah. music. I'm saying, yo, we need self-love. Mm. Like, I don't know if they ain't taught you that in school, in primary, secondary or uni, but I'm telling you, if you go into this world and you don't love yourself, you're going to fuck up. Do you know what I mean? Like, the song By My Side on Kenneth is a King. Mm. I'm saying, yo, you need people by your side on this journey. I, I know that you want to be by yourself and you want to do everything by yourself, but I'm telling you, you're going to need your family by your side. You're going to need... So I'm just putting different codes and different keys like out mm. there. But 
that's the only thing that I can see that's distinctively changed is that yeah. like I understand myself but I know what's, I understand this thing like I didn't know what the fuck was happening do you know what I mean like I'm depressed I don't know why I'm depressed I don't know I'm depressed because my image is low like I always talk about this in interviews I say most of depression anxiety stems from having a low self image mm. if you talk to someone that's depressed and say how do you feel how do you view yourself right now they're going to say the most horrible things. Yeah. So the only way to change that depression and change that anxiety is to raise their self-image. How do you raise their self-image? Through self-love. If you can get them to love themselves and appreciate themselves, they set new standards and new boundaries for their life. I know all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the thing, we're not taught it. No, we're, we're not taught it. No one is taught it. No one's taught it. So it's like, I literally had to go out and seek these things. And mm. I'm urging all my supporters and all your supporters to do the same thing because this world's not going to teach you that. If mm. this world teaches you that, it fucks up business. I just got sponsored by Primark. Mm. I've been wearing these tracksuits for like three, four days. Mm. I don't care. The self-love so much that the clothes, it doesn't matter. My energy rips through it. It exactly. don't matter. So it's like, if the whole world starts thinking like that, these brands are fucked. So I see why they're not teaching self-love and all these all these principles because it's going to fuck business up. Mm. Girls ain't going to want to do makeup. They just say, fuck it, I'm good already. Like, mm. I'm good with what the creator made me with. So they're going to lose so much money. So it's like, I get it, but I'm still putting them principles in that out there. Yeah. The people that do need it, that like, people that really do struggle with depression and people that really do have a low, low self-image, these principles are putting out there and podcasts like this is so important yeah. for them. And what's like, the five main principles or rules that you that have, that have changed your view on life and put you into this position like if you could sh share them now if you could only write down these five things what would they be mm. that's a good one self-love is key that's number one mm. that's number uno <laughs> um <coughs> self-love is number uno um, what you give out is what you get back. That's like that's that's like the most important thing. Because once you realize that, you realize that I have no choice but to put out positive energy if I know what's good for me. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Because I've been a negative person. I was an extremely negative person, mindset-wise, everything, and it didn't serve me no good. So now I know that what I was putting out was the energy I was getting back and that's why I was fucking myself up. I'll be stupid not to switch my whole path and start putting out positive energy. So I'm saying that to say this, if there's anyone out there that is on a negative path and negative things keep happening in their life and they're just surrounded by bad energy, I'm telling you it's time to check yourself and check the energy you're putting out mm. and try putting out positive energy. Try it. Mm. This is what I love about life. We've got free will. We can do what we want. Yeah. You can try things. And life, it doesn't, it's not over once you fuck up. That's the beauties. That's the beautiful thing about life. You can actually change your life. That's what's amazing about life. Yeah. Like, Malcolm X was a fucking, we've seen a picture of him with the um, gun yeah, yeah, yeah. by the window. Malcolm X was a fucking drug dealer. Yeah. He changed his life. He's like, people don't even remember that side anymore. Yeah. Well, we even just, like, you look at some of the rappers were like Jay-Z, for example, was, was a drug dealer. And now he's like, massive businessman massive inspiration to a lot of people like similar kind of thing yeah so it's like that's the beauty about life so you can actually change and that's what's so amazing so it's like try something new try it 
Mm, what's Shaka talking about? Positive energy. Quite a positive energy. Try it. Give it a go. If it works for you, fuck with it. If it doesn't work with you, go back to negative ways if you mm. think that's what's cool. But it's like, um, and I do that with beliefs as well because beliefs is the same thing. You can pick up beliefs and you can drop them. Mm. There's so much speakers I listen to. Like Will Smith says some, like he says stuff about fear. Yeah, man. The way Will Smith like He's goes on about fear, saying if you're scared, do it anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you heard, like, it, heard his, um, seen the video of him talking about his his skydiving experience. Yeah, yeah. That is so good. Yes. Like he's he's like. He said he was trembling and shaking the day yeah. before and then he did it and then he thought, why was I like... Yeah. So it's like, just shit like that and I like taking on positive belief systems so you can say something to me today that I think fucking amazing. But even he said, he said a book to me earlier on mm. that said it's got like great quotes from like different... I'll ask him for the book and I'll go find it. Do mm. you know what I mean? Tools because it times. put... Yeah, tools of time. Because it put like a smile on his face. Do you know what I mean? And I'm human too. So that means whatever can put a smile on your face can possibly put a smile yeah. on mine. But see what this, see this is, this is the thing, right? So this is, so one of the things that I would um, put into that, my rule list mm -hmm. is, and it's something that I talk about a lot, is like that your experience and your happiness comes from the inside outwards. 100. Yeah. And not that outside in. Definitely. So yeah. like what, what, you, what you just said there was the book that Anton was talking about put a smile on his face. So it has the possibility to put a smile on your face is if you allow it to put the smile on your face by choosing to, yep. rather than, it's not the book that, that puts the smile on your face. No, it's the it's way not. you view the book yes, that puts exactly. the smile on your face. Definitely. And that's, that, that was the game changer for me. Yeah. That was the game, like that ownership of that inside out way of just living and thinking. Like, it doesn't that, matter what happens. That's another key. That's another key as well, yeah. to do things from the inside out. Yeah. Definitely. That's a major key because it's like, our reality doesn't change until we've changed on the inside. Exactly. And then the outside reflects it. So exactly. like, that's a major key. There's so many keys, man. Yeah. I can't think of them off the top. Yeah. That's why I'm so happy I got the freestyles. Yeah. Because like, I read something and I've been blessed with a gift to be able to articulate in a freestyle. Most of the freestyles I do, people think that, oh my God, Chaka must be a fucking guru. He's got, no, it's not, <laughs> even, you know, it's not even that. And it's good because I tell them in the captions, but like, I'll literally read a page yeah. and be like, yo, I need to make this a fucking freeze they need, they need this because this is this can help and like i just turn it into gems so mm. yeah that's it because like i i'm the same in in this you know going back to what i was saying about the similarities like i don't freestyle but i'll read something or watch something or see something or hear something and i'll be like oh my god this is inspiring me i need to write about it or i need to record a short insta video or i need to do something or talk about it on the podcast mm -hmm. in my own way and it's just like those it's just taking those messages in and like you said, putting them back out in the world yep. in a positive way. Yep. And that's and like, like J. Cole said something like, he said in his day-to-day -day life, he's an observer. Mm. And then what he observed pours out into the music. Yeah. And that describes, that's why I love him. I think that's probably why he's probably my brother because that describes me so much. Yeah. I'm such an observer in the day-to-day. -day. Like, I don't really, like I'll bust a joke here and there, but usually I'm just like, even on my way on the train, like I'll just be watching kids and, their parents or watching the homeless man come on the train or mm. watching. I'm just so observant. Mm. And then like, when it's time to like, put the freestyles together, it all just starts pouring back out. So yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like it's taking stuff in, so much of it, that when the time comes, it just comes out naturally without you yep. having to think about it, right? And the, I was listening to another interview you did um, with Rochelle from the Vulnerable uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. And you said, if people become more human, it will help them 
with their human experience on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I was like, hold on. Let me, let me, let me rewind that. Let me listen again. <laughs> yeah. And I had to listen to it again. And I was like, the realness behind that. Yeah. It's, it's, it comes back to that thing of accepting and allowing yourself to, to, to be human and yeah. know that it's cool. You're going to have good days, bad days. And I was just like, that was like, you know, you just hear something and you're just like. Well, I have those moments every wow. fucking day. It's yeah. becoming like an occurring thing. I've been having the moments. That's what I have when I read these books. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm. How was I not supposed to? That's why the freestyles are so potent. Because it's like, I want you to know, like, you need the keys. Like, mm. what the fuck? And the fact I can do it in a fun way where I can put metaphors in it and you can rewind it and it's an adult beat. That's even, that's, that's. Mm. that's like the gift that's even more beautiful like self-love like you said it's stuck in your head that's amazing if I came up to you today and I stopped you in the street and I said self-love 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 it would be annoying but like I've managed to be blessed with this gift where I can put it into a melody like you give everybody else love and you never give it you know what I mean and like it's stuck in your head and it's like at the same time it's stuck in your head it's a principle that like can pop up at any time you can be depressed and then the song might because our brains work like that yeah it associates stuff with things. So yeah. you can be depressed and then obviously the verse when I say sometimes it's cool not to give a fuck. You can be saying to yourself like, oh, I give a fuck so much here. And the song can just pop up and you remember, oh shit, Shaka was, this is what Shaka was talking about. Sometimes I just need to like fuck everyone and just mm. do what I want to do. So it's like, it's amazing you can do that with music. Mate, that, that tune specifically, like, I think I reached out to you. So I went to um, Hussein Manawar's show where you were supporting and it was the first time I heard the song and I was standing at the back and I think I came in just before the song or so, I can't remember and, and you started the self-love song and I was like, this is mad. Yeah. Like, this, like just the lyrics of it of like, you show everybody else love but you never show yourself love. Don't It'll forget about yourself love. Yeah. Self-love. It's yeah. like so simple. But we just don't we don't hear it as blatant as, yep. as that in in a track or a, like anywhere really as mm-hmm. obvious as that. And even the way the crowd were like responding, I think you put the video up on your Insta where the yeah. like whole crowd is yeah. like screaming it all back yeah. to you and repeating it. And it's just like people were joyful to say those things yeah. because we don't really get the opportunity to it's say true. things like that out loud. It's true. And that's mad. That's so mad that's to me. That's crazy. Like, why not? Like, everyone's more happy going, talking about, you know, some rubbish. I'm or, a piece of shit. Yeah. We but, say that with our chest, with so yeah. much confidence. Yeah. But I fucked up today. I'm a, I'm a dickhead. Yeah. We say that with so much confidence, but like, we won't say like, yo, I actually love myself, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm actually an amazing human being. Like, I, what I just did just now, by opening that door for that woman, it's good. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We, <laughs> we, we just won't, we won't even acknowledge it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But as soon as we fuck up, the second we fuck up, we're so quick to, and that's what, and that's what the, um, the Heal Your Life book from Louise Hay, mm. she says, never criticize yourself. Mm. Never. She doesn't say don't criticize yourself. She says, never, never, never criticize yourself. You don't have to do that. And that plays in my mind all the time. As soon as I'm about to go in and rant on myself, her words just pop up yeah, and I chill. So it's like, and it's like, do you know what's so fucked as well? Well, it's not fucked, it's a good thing, but it's like, these principles and these books we're reading, you don't just start applying and locking the principles 
after one day, it takes a period of time. Mm. So it's like the quicker we get to know them, the better. Mm. Because we're going to have to start practicing it and practice. It's not just going to happen. Like you don't just have self-love and you're like, right, that's it. Yeah. I mean, the love, pennies dropped. The I pennies mean, dropped. I love, no, it don't work like that. Yeah, yeah. In fact, the universe might test you straight after just to fuck with you. So it's like, you got to put it into practice. So the sooner you get these principles, the better, man. So you can start applying them and add them to your day-to-day -day life. I'm still learning. I'm not mm. there yet. But and that's what's so beautiful about the self-love song. Because yeah. I'm saying you give everybody else up, but you never give it. Don't. I'm saying it to me. It's for yeah. me. Music's my therapy, but yeah. people just benefit from it. But most of the songs are for me. I'm not there yet. I'm still like saying fucked up shit and still like eating fucked up food and still yeah. like, I'm not there yet. But what I'm trying to say to everyone is that I've decided that I'm willing to make the steps to get there. Yeah, you're like on the journey. You, I'm on the journey. Some people haven't even started the journey yet, decided. I'm saying I'm on the journey. Like if you see me four years from now, I might be there. And just realize mm. that the reason why I was there is because I made that decision like three mm. years ago. Yeah. I was gonna <laughs> say like, I think, I think it's important for me personally, I find, or I think at least that there isn't a destination. Yeah. They don't, there's not like somewhere that you arrive no, and you're no. like, Hey, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. here. Like the party yeah, started. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't think it works like that. Like even someone like Will Smith, you know, he he's on like a next level. He's like, yeah. he's like clock the game. <laughs> yeah. But if you spoke to him, he'd be like, no, nah, I'm on the journey. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And I just feel like there's not, I think people expect there to be a place that you get to yeah, where, where you reach. Just, yeah. All of a sudden you're happy and yeah, you're yeah. joyful or you're successful. Yeah. Or, and it just, I don't think it works like that. No, I think, you have moments. I think the, the journey is the destination. Yeah, definitely. That's the trick of it. Definitely, yeah. And if we're too busy looking for the destination that we, that don't, we don't realize that we're, we're there on it's the true. journey. Of and I feel like that's something that I'm doing different now is that like I'm trying my hardest to appreciate the journey so much mm. that I'm doing everything. Like my manager said to me the other day, she was like, you just accepted every email and podcast that we got because there was a period like a couple of months ago I was turning down everything no I'm not doing that no I'm not doing and then I was like what are you doing like you're putting out this wonderful vibration this wonderful vibe and everyone's getting connected to it and people want to sit down with you and talk to you and pick your brain and like mm. know where you're coming from and you're just no not that one not that one and I was like nah like I gotta go and touch the people I gotta like go I gotta do I'm not gonna do every like please just in case people watch it's like, yeah, let's get him. Now, I'm not doing every single thing, but like I'm doing as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. Like I got to enjoy this journey and then enjoy it. And I feel like with Marvel, that's one thing that we didn't really do. We, we wasn't there. We wasn't in the moment of it. I don't want to look back and be like, oh my God, what you were doing was really epic, you know? Those podcasts are going to help people. I don't want to look back. I want to know now. Like while we're doing it now, I want to know like this is a this this is a legendary moment. Mm. Do you know what I mean? In our careers, like this is a legendary moment. I want to know now. Mm. Like so, yeah. <coughs> so what, what advice would you give to someone then who's not on the journey yet to like find that that joy to find that like appreciation of everything that's happening now rather than worrying about five years time or what happened five years ago just to live in this kind of present moment? You kind of said that answer. <laughs> you kind of said it within the question. But like... Um, but how can people do that? Like, how, like it's easy to say it. Like, yeah. oh, you just need to be present. But how? Um, gratitude. 
Mm. Gratitude is key. I'm a gratitude monster. That's another thing that's helped me. I'm grateful for everything. That's my next tattoo. I'm about to get grateful right here going down my arm. I'm, I don't know where I got that skill from. I need to talk to my mum or my dad and see which one of them is extremely grateful out of both of them that I got it from. But I'm so grateful for everything. Little things. And I feel like that's another key. You know when you said my five keys? Yeah, yeah. That's number four, I think. Gratitude. Please implement gratitude into your life. It's the, it's the major key. Like It can get you out of everything. You can be depressed and you can just realise, oh, fuck. But I can walk to the toilet, though. Mm. My legs are good. I can roll my eyes, my neck. And do you know what I'm saying? It's why this is so important. I sprained. Did you see when I said I sprained my neck yeah. on New Year's Day? Yeah. On New Year's Day, I was in hospital with a sprained neck. I was literally in my bed chilling. And then like, I've got this bad habit I do. Where I'm glad I stopped it now. But like, I do this thing where like, I poke my neck and I did it. And my neck just like, I was like, oh, oh. no, it's New Year. I was just like bugging. And then now my neck's back. Oh my God. Please like, be grateful. Like you see, I'm telling you. Like people, we don't realise. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Gratitude is yeah. the key. Like it can be anything. You can be anything with gratitude. Mm. That's, that's, that's a superpower. And like my neck, you know how I'm doing this now? Like I was just there. Like yeah. I felt so sorry for myself. And I just realised like, yo, like even... Um, on the train just now, like, when I got my headphones on, like, I kind of, yeah. I was like, oh, what if they're watching me? But then I thought, nah, fuck that, man. Mm. They weren't there in your neck, was it like, <laughs> 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 like how you can like, move your neck? Yeah, like, I'm going extra hard now when I'm listening to my music, because you just never know. Yeah. I could have lost my neck or your leg, you just never know. Yeah. So it's like, for anyone that wants to know how to live in the moment or like, take everything in while it's happening, it's gratitude, man. You just never know when it's like, I, you never know what can happen after yeah. this. And I think that like, the, the amazing thing about gratitude, so I keep a gratitude journal Sick. where every night I write down three things that I'm grateful for from that day. And it could be, for example, today, I'm really grateful for this conversation. Or it could be, I'm grateful, grateful for the glass of water I had before I went to bed. I'm going to take or, that. That's what I meant about taking like, positive like belief systems. Yeah. I'll take that. I'm going to try that. Yeah, Why yeah. not? But, and and it's, it's powerful because you can be grateful for anything you want to be grateful yeah. for. Like I could even say, oh, I'm grateful for smashing my head on a, a doorstop and cutting and my still, head. And yeah, <laughs> and it could have been worse. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's just like, there's so much power in it. And I feel like the more you start to, to, to involve it in your life, the more you start to be grateful for things subconsciously. Yeah. So you know, you're not even like, you, you've reached like a next level where you're not even realising that you're being grateful for something. Yeah. You just are. Yeah. And you stop, you stop looking for things to be grateful <laughs> yeah. for because you're just, yeah, you're just grateful for everything. I think that's where I'm at. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at. Like I've got Gratitude this quote, level 10. <laughs> Gratitude super saiyan level. I've got this quote in my phone that says, once a person becomes, once a person becomes grateful for everything in their life, they're not going to need anything because as soon as they need it, the universe is going to mm. provide it. Mm. I think I'm at that point now. Mm. Literally, I'd be like, oh my God, how am I going to, how am I going to get to this podcast today? I have no money. And then like randomly, someone will message me and be like, Shox, you remember I owe you £25, right? <laughs> and I'll be like, for fuck's sakes. Mm. So it's like gratitude solves everything. Mm. That's, do you know what? That could be number one on that list. Oh, it's high up there. That, that's high up there. That that's could high. be fighting with self-love. Mm. 
that could be them two fighting because gratitude is key. Mm. Like if you can master that, you pretty you pretty much got it. Mm. And there's a wicked quote. I think it's from Oprah. I hope it's from Oprah. I've just credited the wrong person. Yeah. But it, it's something like, if you're always looking for other things, you'll never have enough. Yeah. But if you enjoy everything you've got, you've got more you could always have more. Facts. Mate, it's like, Facts. stuff like that is just game changer. Facts. It's game changer. Definitely. Um, but, so like, so obviously I was just talking about my gratitude mm-hmm. uh, journal. Mm-hmm. That's part of like my self-love like routine, as it were, like my daily routine. Like, have you got any things that you do every day as part of a, a self-love routine? Do you know what? I don't really do, it's weird. I don't really do like anything. I think the only thing I do do good, really good, is I keep my mind in like a positive space. Mm. Like everything's always selective. Mm. Like what I watch, who I follow on my Instagram. So my Instagram, my time, I don't need to worry. Like, you know, you get people like, people used to always message me saying, Shox, I'm so happy your freestyle popped up on my page <laughs> because I just saw so much bullshit before it. Yeah. Like, I don't need to worry about that because who I follow is everything's so selected. Like, yeah. I love scrolling through my timeline because I know I'm going to see stuff that I like. Mm. So like, I make sure like, because this is my world. Like we do have our own worlds. And once I realised that I'm, I started designing how I want my world to be, how I want to interact with people in my world, what kind of energy I want in my world. So I don't really feel fair when I go outside or when I go any places because I know what my world is like. Yeah, yeah. Unless someone else brings their world into my world. And, do you know what I'm saying? That's when the clash comes. But I know what my world is like. Like I know what kind of energy I give out. So when I come here, I'm smiling with you guys. So I already know what I'm on. Yeah. So I know what I should get back. Just me um, protecting my energy. Yeah, that... That's on the list as well. Yeah, protecting that's your on energy. The list. That's like, what the guy said not, to me too. Not, not just putting your energy out, yeah, protecting, protecting your energy and knowing how to. Definitely. That's a big one. Definitely. Um, which, wait, the guy that we were talking about before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we got to tell this story now. Yeah. Right, so, um, shocks turned up and I was like, oh, what's going on? How was your day? Mm-hmm. And the first words that came out of your mouth is, I've had the maddest day. Yeah. So, me being me, I'm like, why? What happened? Um, let's pick up the story. Well, let's 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 give them the, the intro to the story, and then Basically, I want to pick up where we were. Six months ago, someone messaged me on Facebook saying I'm a Buddhist monk, and I saw your fire in the booth, and I really loved it. And we was talking back and forth for time. Mm. Fast forward six months later, I went to a party two days ago, mm-hmm. Saturday, mm. and then um, after I finished from the party. I was walking home, not home, but like walking to get Uber yeah. and I walked past a homeless person and he called my name. He was like, shocker Kenneth, right? I was like, nah. I was drunk as well. So I was like, whatever I drank, like, <laughs> I just took the maddest put drink. Put something in my drink. <laughs> so put something in my drink. Me being me, I went back and I don't know what? He was like, you're shocker Kenneth from Facebook? I said, yeah. He was like, I'm the Buddhist monk that messaged you. I was wow. just like, fucking hell. But because I was so drunk, I was like, whoa, and I shook his hand. And then he said something to me. He said something like, that indigo thing you're doing, keep it up. He said something deep. Mm. And I remember it hit me and I, and I was like, nah, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> and then I had a tenner in my pocket and I took it out and I gave it to him yeah. and he took it and then I went. But then I got home before I went to sleep, I put the story on my Insta story. I was like, guys, 
this is madness has happened to me and it got it got mad views but I think I know why it got mad views because I never show my face on my Insta story oh really so people must have thought whoa for him to like I, I rarely show my face yeah, yeah. so they thought whoa for him to be talking like this must be deep so um, I put that on my story and everyone's like messaging me saying you should go back what if he needs your help da, 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 da. and I was like you're right so I messaged him on Facebook yeah. and I was like yo bro are you still on this number are you still in the same place he messaged me back saying yeah I am and then I went to meet him today. Yeah. And then from the jump when I met him, he was just hitting me with so much jewels. As soon as I met him, just like, yeah, you know the universe is kind of weird because I was like, for fuck's sakes. And then we were just talking, talking, talking. And I was with my other brethren. Mm. And then we took him to this Turkish shop and we ate food and we spoke and we spoke about his story. But I can't really, he didn't really go deep into his story. He yeah. just said something about he got kicked out of uni and his grandma passed and she left him some money. And then with that money, he flew out to Asia or something. Yeah. And then he ended up in the temple wow. and he became like a Buddhist monk and he's been on this journey. And then, yeah, long story short, I just asked him, how can I help you? Because like I've got a platform now and I can actually help. I do, And the guy I brought with me was... I don't know if you've seen me do something called My Busk before. No. The guy I brought with me, he's got an app called My Busk where you can like busk online. Okay, yeah. Do yeah. a video freestyling and people can donate to that video. Yeah. So I've done one for Grenfell. I did one for this kid called Carter. I was going to do one for him. I was going to make a freestyle about the situation, mm. get people to donate and give him the money. But he was like, bro, save your money. I don't need it. Help yourself. He goes, in fact, what you can do for me, use your gifts that you've been given to help other people and that will make me happy. Wow. And I was just like... Wow. I was just like, whoa. I said, all right, cool. And he bought me three books. Bought you three books? Bought me three books. books. He came with a bag and he was like, yeah, I've got some books for you that you're gonna that could help you in your journey. The book was Tibetan Book of the Dead or something like that. Yeah. Something about perception and there was another book. Yeah. But yeah, he bought me three amazing books. Wow. Like, yeah, it was sick. It's, it's... My friend was saying it today. He was like, this is something about the movies. My, like this is you know like them Chinese movies where like the students walk in yeah, and then yeah, he bumps yeah, into the guru yeah. along the way and then like it was one of them like wow. literally have you read a book called The Way of the Peaceful Warrior no mate read that wait have I oh, no I haven't it's, it's, it's very similar to that this guy comes across this old man who works in a petrol station and I, I'm not gonna like <laughs> it's, it's sick yeah. yeah I've read, read it recently it's so good you need to check that out yeah but like, this was like literally like something out of a movie so, yeah. so what, what what was the, like what were you talking about like what was his kind of I was talking about everything he was telling me about music there's some stuff I don't want to say yeah. I want to keep to myself yeah. that was like special for me but he was giving me like so much tips and like what I should do and protecting your energy that's why I brought it up because he kept saying that to me he kept saying shocks you're a really open person Mm. And that could be dangerous because, like, you don't know me. He was saying this to me, you know. He was mm. like, "You don't really know me," and like, I know your whole story, and you're open, and like, he was like, "You need to like find a way to protect your energy and keep yourself to yourself, and show them bits and like giving me gems, yeah, yeah. jewels." And what he was saying was true stuff. And um, we were just talking about our parents. Cause I was like, "My parent, my mom don't like my music. I don't get to play my mom my music. Really, she thinks it's too personal." Like really? African parents, are oh, like that. Course, yeah. They're like secretive about their problems, and I'm probably the worst son to have because, like, <laughs> I talk about everything. Yeah. So even my new single, I was telling you about the single mothers one. I can't even play it to my mom. Yeah, wow. Do you know what I mean? She would probably have to. Ask, but that's the stuff we was talking about today, and he was saying his parents don't understand him, and um, 
But yeah, I was just saying that when my mum probably comes out to my first soul that show, she's going to get it. She's going to be like, okay, these are the people that it's resonating with and it's helping. But until then, she can't really see the impact I'm having. She's not on Instagram. She's not on none of these things. So she probably thinks that. And she sees me at home. So she's thinking like, you're doing all this stuff. Talking into your phone. (laughs) You're not even getting... No, no, she don't see the freestyles. She's downstairs though, by the way. She hears some of them. But I mean like my financial situation. She's probably thinking like, you're sharing all this stuff, but like, what the fuck? Like, mm. you're still with me. Like, you're not rich. Like, like, what's coming from it? That's how they think. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's money first. Outward in. Outward not, in, not inward in out. Yeah. And it's like, but I've got so much, I've got so much empathy for my mom because of what I've learned. Because I know all of the stuff mm. that I, I just listen to and I'm like, oh, you don't even, you just don't even know. This is mm. cute. <laughs> like, you just don't have a clue. Yeah. But like, I can understand like, if you don't um, know those principles and stuff, you and your parents are going to clash. Yeah. Like, I think I knew these principles for a reason because I knew I was going to be in this situation with my mum. Because imagine mm. I didn't. Me and my mum was going to clash. Yeah, yeah. I can't play my music. My mum comes into my room sometimes. Like, I just found this interview on YouTube. Call the person and tell them to take it down. What are you talking about? Did do that. I swear now, like, she comes wow. to my room, like, yo, tell them to... I'm like, mum, I can't tell them to take it down. Like, it's on, it's on their channel. Like, yeah. it's out there. And like, so if I didn't have the beliefs and the... um principles that I've got will clash so much so like yeah well, so that relationship with your mum mm-hmm. how's that changed over the years from like through everything you went through like the hospitals and everything to mm-hmm. now like what was her kind of journey through that that whole time period which was what like six seven years yeah like how did she react to you obviously being in the hospital again for like you know, she's Nigerian, right? So yeah, like African Nigerian. mom, like, you know, they got, they're very firm, like almost yeah. stubborn kind of beliefs. Mm-hmm. Similar to like my family's Italian, very, very, like, another similarity, very similar. Yeah. Like that old school kind of mentality. Like, so I guess my question is like, what, how did she deal with you being in the hospitals in those times? Do you know what's so funny? We haven't spoken about it, you know? Really? But, I know it hit her hard mm. because just to go into her history a little bit and she'll hate me saying this, but I just got to say this just to just keep it all the way so real. Hopefully she doesn't find this hopefully one. Hopefully she doesn't find this one because she's going to be like, what the fuck? But my mum had two miscarriages before me. Oh, wow. So like, I'm like a special child for her in yeah. general. Not only am I my only child, but like she's so close to not having kids in general mm. so she's super protective over me naturally yeah. so now imagine that i've gone through this mental health situation the protection levels is ridiculous that missed call i probably got was probably from her yeah. <laughs> was probably from her yeah. like it's crazy yeah. like every little thing i do like i just got a show in new york in may i haven't sick. even told her yet sick. but i know she's gonna be fucking sick. Yeah, sick fucking sick right <laughs> but i know she's gonna be thinking like do you know what I mean? Like all sorts of thoughts and like, that's the only thing I, that's the only thing that really hurts me about my whole mental health journey and me going to hospitals is that my mom doesn't really get peace of mind like that. Mm. Everything I do, I know she, she doesn't say it because she knows mm. it will annoy me, but like everything I do, I know she's thinking like, what's going to happen? Is he going to, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's on the back of every, I can just see it in her, it's on the back of everything. When I say, yeah, mom, I'm just going to see those. Like, yeah, but she's thinking like, what's going to, and that's a horrible yeah. place to be in. Do you know what I mean? So I just hope like, God willing, I stay out long enough for it to pass and like get to a normal place where she doesn't have to worry like that anymore. 
But yeah, if that answers. And how, how does her worry then affect you? It does, man, because it makes me feel, it kind of scares me. Do you know what I mean? It makes me feel like, I don't know, it just makes me feel uneasy. Mm. Mate, I, again, like another similarity, like I can't tell you, like, I haven't, I haven't spoken to my parents about anything that I went through. Mm-hmm. They, I don't think they even know. I mean, they must know because like my mum is on Instagram and stuff. So she sees like what, I, what I'm doing, things I'm talking about. Yeah. So she must know, but I genuinely have not had that conversation. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting closer. Yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting closer. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting closer, but I've not had that conversation. It's just... A, it's weird, isn't it? Like, mm. But you know they're thinking about it. Yeah, and the thing, the, the, well, the crazy, case, the yeah. crazy thing about it is, I don't, I don't actually know what I'm being scared about to talk to them about. I just feel like when the time's right, I know it's going to be right. Yeah, I think, I, and I, I think that's coming soon because I keep like, I've got, I've come edging towards I'm coming, it. I'm a lot closer. Do you know what? There's nothing to fear, man. It, no, it, that, and that's the thing. I know that, but it's just like it just happens innately. Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm starting to. Like, I'm trying to get to where Will Smith is with fear. Yeah. His relationship with fear is beautiful. And if I can get to that, that's the next pa- That's the next part I'm trying to unlock. Like, mm. even meeting this guy today, I was so scared. Because mm. you can imagine, innit? Like, I didn't know what he was going to be like. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen. Is that I was... why you went with a friend? No, because I told him how we're going to... Yeah. That's part of it, though. Yeah. That's part, definitely part of it. I didn't want to go by myself. Yeah. But number two, because I told him, like, I wanted to help him raise money. So, okay, yeah, yeah. And he's the guy to do it. But that is part of it, though. I didn't, definitely was I was nowhere I was going. Even if I didn't go with him, I was going with someone else. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. guy by myself. But I was scared. But then, like, I'm here now and I'm still good. And, yeah. like, I met him and he had the most beautiful energy and he was, like, the most lovely person. Like, even me and my friend came away saying, like, yo, like, he was mad blessed. Mm. So it's like, this fair thing is such a fucking cunt. <laughs> beautifully put <laughs> it's such a fucking cunt like even when I do podcasts like I shake sometimes like maybe it's because I know how vulnerable I'm about to be and like mm. I shake sometimes but like after it I think do you know what I mean like it was it was cool mm. so that's what I'm trying to master that's the next stage I'm trying to master I'm trying to get to Will Smith's level of his relationship with fear like mm. he seems like he has so much fun did you see what he did for his birthday no nah, when he jumped out of the plane for his birthday no I watched it live. He had like a live stream of Did it he? on YouTube. Yeah, it was fucking sick. But like shit it's like so that, good so sick, man. So yeah, that's my next task. I'm trying to my relationship with fear. I'm trying. How, to, how are you gonna work towards that? I'm just gonna keep diving into things that I don't mm-hmm. want to do. Just keep fucking doing it until like, and keep. You know what I said before about me going back and seeing where I go wrong. I'll keep doing that. Like yeah. I'll see. Like oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you didn't handle that. I'll, I'll trust me. I'll, I'll, I'll get there. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Do you know what? There's, there's. So that book that Anton was talking about, Tools of Titans. There's a bit in it about fear setting. Have you read this bit? You, you haven't got to that bit. So it's, it's a bit about. Um, so it's, it's Tim Ferriss's own chapter, and he basically talks about whenever he's scared to do something, instead of like setting goals and how he can overcome it. He looks at like the fear of it and he goes, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Like, And li- literally lists all of the things that could possibly go wrong and then lists all of the things, how he could battle that. So he, he does it in reverse and he calls it fear setting. That's it. Game changing. Game when changing. you start looking at things like that, <laughs> yeah. I haven't done it yet, but the whole idea of it, the whole, I think he's even done a <laughs> TED talk on it. Mm-hmm. Like the whole principle of it, it's a, it's a game dope. changer. Because you, you start just going, right, okay, why am I scared? What am I being fearful? Okay, 
okay, because this could happen, but if this happens, then I'll do this. Okay, and then this thing might happen, so then I can do this. <laughs> yeah. and, you just, and then you look at it and you go, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you do it anyway. It's, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, listen, man, I've got a lot, few more questions for you to, mm-hmm. to kind of wrap up. But yeah. before we do, um, obviously, shocks being shocks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you to, to drop some bars for the listeners. You can have some time to think about this. Yeah, go on. But like just 60 seconds or whatever of just p- positivity. That's okay. it. Just positivity. It can be, it can be self-love. It can be whatever, but just positivity. Okay. When? Whenever you're ready. Okay, listen. All right, let's go. Everything comes from inside. Just looking at words, there's a deeper insight, intention, invention, Incredible, intelligence, insecure. I wasn't on Instagram because I was into more. I don't need an intermission or an interval. I'll be on the internet. I'm an inspiration. I don't look outside myself for information. If we can interact, there'll be an integration you ain't been invested in because you're too impatient. I ain't interested in those indirects. I'm an indigo with an intellect. I'll be in front of you because you think like an intern. You could be a boss too if you only looked inwards. I'm one of the few that puts messages in words. I get my income from invoices. I let the ink work. I'm international. Have you seen my inbox? They're telling me in India that you're going in shocks. That's why I'm in the industry. I'm here uninvited. Michael Jackson words, they leave you enlightened because I've been entrusted by God. I'm instructed to implant seeds so you don't indulge in injustice. <laughs> Man, I feel like just stopping the interview there to be honest. Hey, is, is that, was that off the top? Or was no, that, of course not. I'm not that good. Oh man, I, I, I'd have been like, rah. I've super. had that. I've had it for a while, but that makes sense for everything Mate. we just spoke about. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I was like, nah, it's perfect. You've just been doing that for time. No, no, no. Mate, that's too perfect. Thank you. That was sick. Thank you for that. That's, mate, I'm going to, I don't know, make the alarm my ringtone <laughs> or something. I don't know. Something. My alarm or something. Um, mate, I need last second to just take that in. <laughs> um, but yeah, so last few questions then. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if we could go back in time to... Marvel Days shocks because we've yes. spoken about Marvel Days shocks. Yep. And you could give three bits of advice to yourself mm-hmm. of things to start doing from that moment. Wow. What would you give yourself? Wow. Probably the principles I said. Mm. I tell myself self-love, shocks, trust me. Like, learn to love yourself. Learn about yourself. You're with yourself 24-7. You can ask yourself anything and give yourself the honest response. No one else will have to know, but you can give yourself the most honest response. Learn about yourself. Ask yourself whatever you want. What, what Your fears, um, your insecurities. Learn, and then that way we can see where we need to work on. Why don't you love yourself? What is stopping you? What is actually holding us back? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like what, like what, You know how we said we say out loud that we're dickheads and, that, and then we don't say out loud how amazing we are? Something must be holding us back. There is a belief there that's holding us back. If we can take time for ourselves and, you know, dive into it and figure it out, we can unlock it and change it. So, like, that's what I'll do. I'll say know yourself. That'll be one. Number two, gratitude. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely implement gratitude. Like, please don't even waste time. Just start from that day. I tell you, I tell my younger self or my Marvel self. What would be the third one? Um, probably stay true. 
Stay true. Do what you want to do. Do what's in your heart. No matter what everyone else is doing. Like no one, no one in the scene is making self-love now. There's not another artist I can reference that's making the same kind of music that I'm making. It doesn't matter though. That's mm. what I want to do. That's what makes me happy. Mm. So no one's doing the freestyles I'm doing on YouTube. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, let me stop because no one's not doing it. Maybe it's not the popular thing. No, because like I'm getting a certain response and it's reaching a certain demographic. So maybe they're the ones that need it. That's how I think now. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. thinking like that before. I didn't have that perspective. I have that now. I'll be like, well, maybe this day, like, they need it. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the the guy I met today, the the monk, I needed what he had to share with me. Mm. Even the three books that he gave me. Maybe I probably would have never selected those books. Do you know what I mean? He had to force them books into my reality and be like, no, you're going to need this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I look at things completely different now. Yeah. So perspective helps, actually. That's another yeah, good that's, one. Yeah, that is another one. Have a good, positive perspective on things. Yeah. So, yeah. Perspective is, yeah, huge. Definitely. Um, sick. So, <coughs> uh, Dream is Disease, obviously the name of the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, for you, what is the definition of the dreamer's disease? My life. <laughs> My life has been a dreamer's disease. Like I've sacrificed everything for music. I don't work. I'm not currently working. Like, I've been chasing this dreamer's disease for like 10 years straight. I'm celebrating, probably going to be celebrating my 10th year this year or next wow. year. Do you know what I mean? It's been ups and downs. It's been like a full career. People call me legend. It's weird. And I'm like, why do they call? But it's like, I understand, like you've seen a whole journey. So yeah. it's worthy to call you that. So it's like, I've been suffering from the dreamer's disease for a while. And guess what? It's a beautiful disease to suffer from. Mm. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> it's a beautiful disease to suffer from so I've been suffering from the dreamer's disease for time and it's like Stormzy's first EP was called dreamer's disease yeah. look where he's at now exactly. so imagine if he didn't follow that dream or he would never, never had that dreamer's disease mm. or he wasn't like infected by it like that mm. he would have gave up look where he is now and he's like, like his first EP was called the dreamer's disease he's got two Brits Mate. Two more balls. List goes on. Number one album. Book. A book. Best selling book. Best selling book. So yeah, man. I urge you to get infected with the dreamer's disease, bro, and see where it takes yeah. you. Definitely. I like that. That's nice. Yeah, mate. I always have to big up Storms because that obviously the title is that name just caught me when I was Is that how you came up with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh like, shit. Like when I was when I was coming up with names for the <coughs> podcast, I was literally just I was writing down ideas and I was writing down words. I was writing down like happiness, like journey, you know, all these words like da -da -da, dreaming, dreamers. And I just, something in my head just went, oh, dreamers is easy, storms is EP. Wrote it down. Just kept writing, kept writing. Over like a period of like a few days, kept adding stuff to this list. But I kept coming back to dreamers disease. I kept coming back to it. I kept coming back to it. I was like, that's it. That's the name. That's the name. Yeah. That's the name. And it's just, yeah, it's this yeah it's mad and I always have to shout Storms for that and that's why one day I will get Stormzy on you this will. podcast you will even and if I gonna, got the help somehow. we're going to talk about it um, and then final question um, before we do completely wrap up is what does happiness mean to you? happiness is do you know why I'm just breathing that I just took that deep breath because of what the monk said to me earlier on <laughs> 
when we asked him about what happiness Did was you? for him. Yeah. We was like, you seem like you found inner peace and you're happy. And he was like, there's no such thing as happiness. Like, and he went in on one and he was just saying how like, you don't really have, you can't have like constant happiness. Mm. You can only have like moments here and there and experience mm. bliss here and there. So I'm not going to take that answer. But any, for anyone that didn't need that answer, that's another answer for you. So enjoy your moments of happiness when you do get them. But for me, I feel like happiness is waking up and doing what you love every day. You can't be more happy than that. Mm. And if you get paid from it, it's a triple bonus. Mm. But like, you can't be more happy than that. Like everyone asks me my age. I'm not that old, but I'm just, I just turned 30. But they can't believe it. And they're like, you're so youthful. Mm. But it's because like for the past 10 years, I've been doing what I want to do. Yeah. So I haven't really experienced stress, stress. Mm. Mate, that's probably why I can't take stress that well. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I haven't experienced stress, stress. But it's just doing what you love every day, man. And figuring a way. Like my goal now is to figure a way how to get paid from it. That's the next goal because I do not want to work. Like I don't intend to. I actually can't. Mm. It wouldn't make. I, I wouldn't be able to take it. But my goal now is just figuring out how to get paid from it. And it's easy now. There's, mm. there's so many ways to make that happen. But hap happiness for me is doing what you love, man. Getting paid from it is a bonus. But doing what you love. If you can find a way to do what you love every day, you won't, like what the, what the monk said, you won't be happy all the time, which is impossible. But you will experience a lot. You'll experience more than the average person. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. And it's true, man. Like, again, it goes back to what we were saying before about the, the journey. Like, there's ups and downs on the journey and mm -hmm. all of that. It all ties in perfectly to what you just said. So yeah. it's an amazing way to wrap things up. Um, but before we do sign out, can you let people know where they can find you online um, and anything else you want to shout about? Any upcoming releases, any shows, whatever you might have going on? Um, you can find me on Twitter, shocker underscore artist. You can find me on Instagram, shocker underscore artist. You can find me on Facebook, shocker Kenneth. But check me out on Instagram because that's where I'm mostly yeah. active. Everything's on there. You're my like the quickest responder to a DM I think I've ever come across. Because my phone's always in my hand. Like, as soon as it vibrates, like, I'll proper check it. And DM me. Like I will respond. Because every time I respond, they're like, oh my God, you responded. But like I feel like that's standard though. Mm, that's yeah. standard. So like, yeah, feel free to DM me. I will respond. And those are the places where you can find me. I got my EP coming out, Conscious Crud. It's coming out. I'm, I haven't got a date yet. I'm looking like April or May. I got a single that I'm currently about to put out called Single Mothers. That's going to come out on Mother's Day. I'm just trying to, yeah, get the marketing and moving. everything behind it. Yeah. But that's the only thing to look out for. And I got a headline show I want to do. I definitely need to do a headline show this year. Yeah. I think that It'll for happen. me, definitely. I think for me... Um, the only way I can gauge the connection I'm actually making is if I do a show mm. and see who's really buying tickets. Because on Instagram, it's easy to, it's free to comment and it's free to like. So I'm getting all this love, but I don't know if it's real. Mm. Who's going to actually come to my show and see me? That day, hopefully you'll be there. I will be. Hopefully you'll be there. That day is the day when I'll be like, okay, cool. All the love was real. Yeah. So yeah, definitely going to do a show this year. Yeah. Sick, mate. Look, honestly, I think what you're doing is incredible. Thank I you. think you're journey is only just going to continue from here and all of that stuff that you just said is going to come it's just a matter of when it's, it's not even a matter of fact like because because you're in that in that place you're on that journey and once you're on that journey you just come across things like you said i think at the very beginning like everything just seems to keep like aligning aligning and happening yeah. and like that that's your journey is just like Yes, mad inspirational to be honest. So, thank you, um, thank you for the time for being here. Like, massive, pleasure, massive pleasure. Do you want to do a part two?
Yeah, mate, we'll come. We'll, we'll, do, come. we'll do it after the live show. Yeah, after, we'll, break, we'll break down the live show. That'd be sick. We'll yeah, do that'd that. be sick. That'd be sick. That'd be um, but yeah, man, look, thanks again. It's been incredible. And you just keep doing your thing, man. We're, 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 you too, we're gonna bro. be watching and celebrating you. Definitely. But thank you. Thank you, man. So there we go, guys. That was Shocker's story. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved this chat so much. And I think there's so much to take from Shocker's incredible journey and his story. Most of all, I love that he's using his message now to encourage people and all of us to explore more of ourselves and to be more loving to ourselves. And I also loved how his story is proof that any moment in your life is temporary and you can always turn it around no matter what. You know, he was at the lowest of the low and he's managed to turn his life around and he's got a complete different outlook on life and full of positive energy. And I really loved the chat at the end about the fear and how you can end up, you know, facing up to it and the, the, the power that can come out of like facing up to your fears, which was amazing. So guys, look, I really do appreciate you listening to this. If you love this episode, then please take a screenshot of your phone listening to this right now post it up on your Instagram story, tag me at I am Alex Manzi and we can connect there for more of a conversation. And if there's someone out there who you think would really, really benefit from listening to this episode and Shocker story, then please make sure you share them the link. Let's share the love, let's spread the vibes, let's get this content out there because we're just trying to help people as much as possible through these interviews and these stories. So if there's someone that you want to share it with, please make sure you do it. So thanks again for listening. I really, 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 really appreciate it. One day I will hopefully be able to tell you face to face because I really do. But until next time, make sure you go out there and chase your dreams. This podcast is produced by Unedited.